Hi everyone, I'm Jean-Michel and thank you for joining us. Today we are going to be diving into network states with a digital nomad specialist, Coco Hub. Daniel and Loic, how are you doing guys? Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having us. Um, so my name is Daniel, I'm the founder of Coco Hub. We are a community of digital nomads and we started here in Malta four or five uh, years ago. And now we are venturing into becoming a digital state or also called a network state. So that's why we are here. And I'm, I'm Loic. I'm like a community leader as well for Coco Hub. And I'm, uh, I have also my own agency, marketing agency. And like I'm working with uh, Daniel since a um, few years and yeah, like working on the network state as well and how to, to bring more people in the, into this idea. Okay, so when you say network state, can you can you define that a little deeper? Okay, uh, we try to make it as short as possible. I think we should. We are now at a stage um, of humanity where it would be smart to um, look again why we are here and how we could organize our life here on Earth a little bit better because we see that centralized uh, governance uh, structures are failing for different reasons. Um, maybe the society becomes too complex, we have artificial intelligence, so on and so forth. So if you just look at the state of the world from a German developer, software developer's perspective, you come to a conclusion you need a new system, and this is uh, called decentralization. And of course, we started our own currencies in 2011. We, you can start your own DAOs on, on blockchain and organize your tribe and community and now we have the technology to actually start something far bigger and i honestly think this is the end game or like the big hype and the big breakthrough crypto will need so it's basically you enable a community to slowly become more and more mature by offering different uh, social services maybe uh, an income like an insurances you offer accommodation and slowly you basically replace we call them pillars of control by digital means doing so you enable people to be more free and give power back to the people yeah and and if i can add something like because of our background and our experience like we just found like the best use case for for these network states and like a real world um, reason why this will be the next thing is that we are working with remote workers and what we call digital nomads since like more than four years. And we just realized that um, these people like nomads and remote workers, even before the pandemic, they were starting to have a different lifestyle, traveling different countries and and working remotely, but then they raised issues and different problematics that uh, that were important for them to solve, like where I pay my insurance, where I'm educating my kid if I am a nomad family, where I will get retired, where do I pay my tax, and the world enabled this trend of remote work um, thanks a bit to the pandemic but also thanks of these persons traveling and working at the same time and now like a lot of questions uh, are raising uh, about around this 
fact that people are moving and they are not staying all the life in a country. And just to finish about the network state, in the global population as well, we see worldwide um, a change in the, the mentalities. People feel that there is something wrong, like they don't know or they don't want to vote anymore. They want to protest. There is inflation. There is a lot of things going bad and they are looking for a solution. They, they have like um, something, they feel there is something wrong, but they can't define it yet. And I think this will be like the, the revolution it will be about the network state when they will figure out that maybe the current countries are just outdated and we need to update them. There's a, there's a few things here. I'm, I'm, uh, um, struggling to follow. So as far as network states go, are we talking about the, the digitization of, of um, government services? Are we talking about the setting up of a digital country? Are we talking about um, a digital community? Like what's, what is the, 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 because we spoke about a few different problems, but if you had to sort of like fundamentally boil it down into a few words, what would those words be? Mm -hmm. I think it's highly psychotic to be forced to subscribe to one idea about why we're here in this world if I am born in Germany. Um, just because I'm born there means I need to subscribe to their vision. This doesn't make sense because probably I have more shared values with this one guy from Nairobi who is a software developer and I would rather opt into a society with him pushing one goal. Maybe for us it's uh, a blockchain and freedom. Maybe for others it is a spirituality. You have Consciousness communities, they are as big as hundreds of thousands of people and they have one objective, why they are here or vegetarians or whatever. And if you combine this um, objective of this community and pair it with the crypto currency behind, they get power. And this is what we basically need. Like the idea of a country should never ever have existed from a, it doesn't make sense. And this is the biggest threat to humanity. And that's the negative side of seeing it. They need to be updated because we are just in front of a nuclear disaster. And you can see it from... Just imagine the bottom of the people in Russia would have the power to say, click, I don't pay tax for this. I don't agree. Out of a sudden, we could stop wars. But having sanctions from top to bottom is not working. So that's, that's seeing it from a negative uh, perspective. In the end, it's about bringing countries into competition. So we see nomad visas, for example. They are one building block because we still need to get access to physical territories. So if someone is from uh, Nairobi and he has a weak passport, but he needs to live or he wants to live in Europe, then we also will agree on partnerships with existing territorial countries. So it's also bringing competition into the game. Whenever you have no competition, they force you to yeah, subscribe to something which is not good for planet Earth or humanity. Sure, sure. So, so I, I, I subscribe to the idea of individuals being citizens of the world rather than being citizens of, a, of an individual state. So I, 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 I'm, I'm with you sort of on a, on a philosophical level, um, uh, uh, just creating an individual 
state creating a self-sovereign state because that's what that's that's essentially what we're um, talking about here right it's i'm creating a self-sovereign state that's not managed or owned by any one centralized entity right so so uh, an idea of that of that that uh that that example um would be would be the sovereign knights of saint john right it's it's a uh, it's it's essentially um a country with uh that doesn't really exist there's no physical territory there's just a passport that you am subscribed to and that was let's say uh, um, a construct of the church right so how do we grab that idea and transpose it into the uh, 21st century yeah so i think that's the uh, that's that's a task for a lifetime we will never reach this utopia and also we don't want to create an utopia so it will always be something between zero and one we need existing countries. We need to have partnerships with them. You will still have uh, companies being registered in physical jurisdictions. That's for sure. But at least we need to start the conversation. So I think that's quite important. And as you said, what we are doing here has never been done before. So we don't have a blueprint. We have books like The Sovereign Individual, where the name Malta appears 43 times. So you just take this idea, as you mentioned, of the Knight of St. John, see how they organize themselves, they exist to push Christianity, so that was the actual idea, and you put this into code. And as you see, they also have home bases. They have different embassies uh, in Greece, the headquarters is here in Malta, and this is also one component of those network state, in the end acquiring uh, real estate or territory. But um, I see it as a lifetime mission. If I can add something as well, um, it's like like I'm quoting a bit this video of Nas Daily, where like he was saying that when the cryptocurrencies just appeared, like it, it took like some years, and like the first country started to you know to accept it and to take it in consideration, like Salvador, uh, like. Bitcoin as the main currency, but after like 10 or 15 years, uh, so it's not things which are uh, going to happen in like six months or one year. It's like a lot of things. It's just like I think uh, a new step, a new step, sorry, in disrupting governments and states in order to improve them. And once, like as a network state, you have like one country in the real world accepting you then you can start uh, uh, to grow and being recognized that as, a, as a potential normal country. And just like a second thing, uh, which will help everybody looking at us, like what, who are these crazy guys speaking about creating new countries? I think everybody uh, played Age of Empires. So basically, if you, if you remember playing uh, at Age of Empire and like creating your own uh, Ministry of Justice, uh, your Agriculture Ministry, and like, creating your own city. Basically, uh, we are actually thinking a bit like this. You know, like there is a lot of issues in the real world. Like justice needs to be disrupted, and if you have a lot of money, you can pay the the best lawyers. And in a decentralized way, this wouldn't happen, and justice would be really fair. So we are thinking like, okay, we are in age of empires now, but in the real world, and we are trying to build the blocks to have better countries. 
Okay, um, that's an interesting explanation. I've I've, I've actually spent spent uh, many years playing Age of Empires, uh, two two three, and most recently four. Um, uh, and I'm struggling to see the to see the connection. But um, once we're on the gaming side, uh, what I what I will ask is 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 um, I mean essentially, what is the what is the benefit of having a network state when, for example, such communities already exist already exist online let's say let's say for example like the fortnite community right like i think now they're probably around 150 million players strong of their of their top notch of 320 or 350 million at at the time so so um like that is an online community right with its own sort of set of guidelines and morals and principles etc um how would how would the network state compare to that how do you guys see it I think that's a really good question because what we are seeing is that NFTs are being introduced into gaming. And of course, they develop their own tokens, for example, how we also see it on on Reddit, on online forums. They are releasing their own tokens and there is a specific economic force behind. But of course, in Fortnite, this is just playing. But I honestly think the, the aspect of gamification, that's the way to go. Because if you would face humanity with the approach I just delivered, putting the facts out there and negativity, people run away. So the winners of this game in the short term, because I honestly think we will see billions going into this industry because it's a trillion dollar industry in the end. Um, what I wanted to say, the winners will be the ones who approach it with humor and gamification. We, for example, just heard about soulbound tokens which was endorsed by Vitalik Buterin, the guy behind Ethereum. And we will see NFT passports where you can basically create your online reputation in a positive way by collecting soulbound karma tokens, which can only be mined by being human or, for example, by achieving certain levels in an online game. So it's quite the same, but you act in the real world instead of the metaverse. So this metaverse idea, which developed such a hype in the last uh, year, it's kind of the same, but we act in the real world. And, 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 and we see it with online communities. You were talking about Fortnite, but there is a lot of online communities of gamers, which are giving back in real life. Like, I don't remember the name, but I know there is a conference uh, said something in France and it's like gaming, all the gaming industry and like uh, players like playing like for, I don't know, one week or 48 hours and giving uh, all the money generated to caritative uh, association or something. So I think that definitely these online communities uh, are willing to give back in the real world. The idea of the digital world and the physical world sort of mend- like melding in that way isn't isn't um, something I doubt. It's more the 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 creation of or rather what the true benefits of a network state are. Like here's how I see it, right? So if there's if you have if you have a government with digital services and those digital services are linked to digital services of other governments around the world does does that in essence solve most of the things which the network state concept is trying to um i i 
sort of like, or not like i think something that we we didn't speak enough about is the governance um which is yes you can have like a, you can have a country you can have a government which is having digital services which is providing with a lot of tools um but this is still like a, a governance issue if you have a country which is in a de in a democracy maybe it could be okay if you are in a country uh, like china where they have a reputation management system a credit score for citizens which is kind of the same you know like it's like a network state okay everything is connected if you if you cross the path uh right it's red you lose 10 points uh if you do something good you you win points but then like the governance and how it's used uh, depends on the country system and the government system. And if it's like, a, a, um, I, don't, I don't know, monarchy or the, the democracy, it can, it can be a problem. So yes, there is digital services. There is countries who are evolving into digital services, but who are the ones controlling this? And do we want as citizens having the control over this? Democracy, is it still a model which is worth it? So that's a lot of questions uh, and Network State is trying to, to answer these questions. To, to give you a practical example, in, in the end, it is just giving power back to um, the people. So in the moment, we are still um, at the kindergarten stage. We have 11,000 community members, but those 11,000 people, we can kind of steer into a direction by sending them, for example, to Malta or Bali. And this, in the end, is an impact on the GDP. So if you take 11,000 people and in average they spend 40K in a year in an in a, in a economy, that's already 40 million. And soon we will be millions and billions of people. I think we will peak at a billion and we... Um, in 10 years from now, we will have a seat at the United Nations, and maybe in 40 years from now, we will be the strongest economic force decentralized without Luik or Daniel having like the kill switch or being the bottleneck or being in control of this economic force. We could never redirect it towards war because they have the control switch. And if they don't like cocoa, they go to somewhere else and they can subscribe to 10 different countries because we don't know the truth. We will never know. So it will basically mix like a matrix laying on top of our globe and you subscribe into different societies and still mix it with traditional uh, countries. Okay, no, I, 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 see the, I see the vision, very, very grand, most definitely. Um, uh, but uh, I mean, hey, like the possibility of, of having a, of a network state having a seat at, uh, at the UN in 40 years isn't, I mean, uh, so as far fetched as it seems, right? Like to to the same example, uh, would you would you have thought that the, that, the, that the sovereign knights of Malta, right, would would have their own state, right? So it, it sounds like a like a like a far out there idea, you know. But given enough time and given enough effort, um, it's it it could be possible. Um, and last question from my end, which is, what is the what is the sort of primary driver um from your guys and i mean it's very like it's impressive that you've got you've got a sort of like network of ten thousand users already right that's no that's no sort of small feat but why why do you do this what 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 gets you up in the morning uh okay so 
like mainly like my idea is that why I'm doing it is that I feel and like I'm trying, you know, like there is a lot out there of IT persons, of blockchain people, a lot of people which are really smart and way smarter than me. And all the time I, I'm listening to them, I, they try to create revolution, they try to change the world and they are changing the world. But when I see my mom, when I see my family, uh, which are struggling in real life, in real life problems, I'm just like, I just see a big disconnect, like a big gap, a big disconnection. And and why, why I'm doing this is that I feel that my mom, my family, which are not in IT in all this blockchain or whatever thing, they are lost and they have something that they still can't define. They don't believe anymore into their government. Uh, everything is, is, is going far right extreme in every country. Uh, um, they can't pay. They don't have enough money anymore to, to pay, pay their bills. And there is like a growing concern of a human uh, future, uh, I think, in the world. And I'm doing this even like to try to reconnect and to 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 have like my earth my head on earth you know like to stay in reality and to connect the technology with real human humans because 90% of the people they don't understand what are all these crypto blockchain project and revolutions that metaverse like they are just in reality they just want a better life and they want to be happy and yeah, so that's a bit my why, like it's a bit confused, but uh, yeah. Cool. Daniel? I think my why is I really look pragmatically, pragmatically at the current stage of the world. And I think that's the only option to safeguard humanity. As clear as it is, if you see the development of AI taking over and I see, I think everyone has this point in their life when out of a sudden everything became kind of a little bit confusing and complex and I think this was the moment when AI had the first big breakthrough. You pair it with um, digital currencies being issued by central banks. What is being created here, quite frankly, is the Soviet Union on steroids and you cannot, there's not one head you can cut off. So humanity goes into a psychosis driven by technology, algorithms and social media and there's only one way is to decentralize the world. Otherwise, we live in a future, you just need to read the book 1984. And we try to prevent this. It can happen. We don't need to reach everyone. We need to reach 4% of humanity. Um, otherwise, the future will be quite dark. And I think we should face it because the last two years were a big warning shot how centralized entities can be hijacked by technology. And now we should get a Doug Vador song for the end. Um, <laughs> but the answer is positivity. And this is what we will focus on. Clear. Yeah. That's uh thank you for that uh, for that um explanation I too am, am um fond of Orwell and think that uh, that there's a, there's a definite possibility that his predictions uh will not even become reality but many of them are already reality in today's world but uh thank you so much to the uh, Makoko Hub team have a great day guys and thank you for joining us thank you ciao ciao
Ciao, thank you.